0: Countrywide on RTE Radio 1 Sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal Bringing 379,000 readers The latest farming news And the best of rural Ireland weekly
1: Staying with trees now But moving from 12 million euro of rainforest to 1.3 billion from government for its new forestry programme. After decades of not making any serious inroads into new planting, ministers are hoping now that this package announced on Wednesday will result in a step change.
2: In a week when climate change is front and centre in world news, it is significant that we are announcing a record funding package for forestry. Forestry is the ace up our sleeve in meeting our hugely ambitious climate targets. It will be a key income driver for our farm families and it will help drive a healthy and balanced regional economy.
0: Our 1.3 billion euro investment is a statement of renewed confidence in forestry and planting trees in Ireland. It's going to allow people who care about biodiversity and climate to take direct action on their land and earn tax-free income while doing so.
1: Ministers Pippa Hackett and Charlie McConlogue. So, is this the turning point for Irish forestry? Will this money be enough to entice land out of dairy and into trees, is the Irish landscape on the cusp of changing profoundly? We've assembled a number of opinions here, professional foresters, dairy farmers, environmentalists and so on, to see, has Irish forestry's moment arrived? First up this morning, Marina Conway, good morning to you. CEO of Western Forestry Co-op and a member of the Society of Irish Foresters. How are you? Good
0: morning, Philip. I'm good, thanks.
1: I remember in 1989 when I did my leaving cert, a figure from geography of 11% afforestation back then. And when you look at all of the money that we have thrown at it since then, we're still stuck on 11% now. Do you think that that's about to change?
0: Um, Well, I I would hope it would. Um, I I mean, I think everybody wants more forests in this country and we all want... um, more mixed forests in this country that came back quite strongly in the big public consultation that's going on in the last year or so. And I do believe that the announcement by government um, last week, you know, a commitment of 1.3 billion over the next seven years is is some commitment in fairness to, to tree mm-hmm. planting. And, so, and when you uh,
1: look at your industry now, uh, are contractors tooling up for increased work or are they still being cautious about what they think the uptake might be like?
0: Well, I guess we're all a little bit cautious about what the uptake could be like. I mean, <clears throat> we work with farmers, Western Forestry Co-op. We've, we've always worked with far- farmers. Our ethos is all about empowering farmers to plant their own, own land. And I am happy to say that it has it certainly piqued their interest. There's a lot of people talking about it. There's a lot of interest. We've been running a couple of open days recently on a different project we did on on with, on. It's a 105-acre native woodland park we created outside Sligo, and the amount of interest that has has been in that, and people coming to see it mm. and hearing about the new premiums, has been really positive. So I do believe the appetite is out there, and I do believe that people, you know, do want to plant more woodlands and forests. So
1: I've heard foresters, think, Marina, saying in the past that, that the reluctance on landowners' part to get into plantations was as much cultural as it was financial. Do you think that there's a possibility that'll still be the case, no matter how much money the government throws? Was this?
0: Well that'll always be the case for some farmers set up because you know, with some farmers it's it's farming is their lifeblood, you know, and, and because we don't have that culture of forests being part of farms yet in this country, I mean our private forestry only started in the mid eighties that you mentioned there before that. It was all the state except for bits on private estates. So we've been ambitiously trying to, to encourage forests back into farms. And you know, there's one um you mentioned about getting dairy farmers to plant, There's one new um, aspect of the scheme that's announced, the native um, tree area scheme, which, you know, you're exempt from a license under one hectare um, for, for two different types of forests. And I think that's a great opportunity okay. and initiative to encourage dairy farmers to, to, to get involved in forestry, to start landscaping it and incorporating it into parts of the farm. Well,
1: Marina, let's get a dairy farmer's view on that. Ned O'Brien is a grass-based dairy farmer in Mitchellstown. Morning to you, Ned. Um, you're in the Golden Vale. A part of the country where obviously the, the profits from dairy have always outstripped supports for forestry. Do you think that we're at a turning point now? I think it definitely it, ha- it has the
2: possibilities. Um, I would have con- yes, I would. I don't think we'll replace actual lots of dairy land, but as you said, corners will come in and maybe on replacement blocks if be- at four hundred and euros an acre, it becomes a, a viable. Alternative.
1: Okay, so or, th- the wetter corners of your farm rather than the bigger pastures.
2: That's correct. And um, I'm farming a, a piece of ground that was parked in Mitchellstone Castle once upon a time. And if you look at the old maps, every piece of old piece of scrubland at that time was, was forested. I mean, we, we don't know how to our land, prop, manage our land dif- properly anymore. Quite, quite, chase to it. with ground for productive use when you can get them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Money out of it. In forestry and trees and environment, etc.
1: What are your colleagues? What are your neighbours saying? Are they persuaded by the scheme? Has it, as like Marina was saying, has it uh, undergone or passed through that cultural threshold uh, where there was traditionally resistance? Uh,
2: the forest in, in Witter. Take note. I, I, i farm at two certain areas, and one of the areas is a Witter area. And definitely there's a lot more forestry in the area than what does like forestry there at 12, 14, 15 years old, um, 20 years old. But the, the little pockets would come into a very... That's what would really change. Change the, the look of the area. And then maybe, in, as Martinez said, why would you push farmers out of a, an area when you could actually encourage them to stay and farm with it? Okay. Um, there is one... The only area I would say that, there's a missing out here. Why you to have to put in agroforestry for your lines of trees? That's a separate issue. Right now, they going to give me this money to plant my woodland. I'll have to take It's definitely
1: All right, well, Ned, that, that leads me perfectly on to talking to Clive Bright about agroforestry and a different kind of farming at a different end of the country. Clive, uh, to the uninitiated, first off, give us the, the, the 20-second description of what is silvopasture.
3: Good morning, Philip. Um, well, simple pasture is, is the integration of, of, of trees onto pasture land. So on the same land, you both grow trees and run grazing livestock. Um, a well-designed, integrated tree planting uh, has a whole host of benefits for agricultural production, uh, enhances soil health and animal welfare, and of course, the ecological benefits. Uh, that go along with that, and the kind of increased mineral cycle biodiversity, and at the end of it all, you, you, you know, you there's potential there for um, extra uh, woodland products uh, like firewood and um, and that kind of thing as well. So
1: having sequestered an awful lot of carbon in the meantime, one would hope. Yeah, but but tell me, I mean, the first question that anybody who has uh, 100% pasture land is going to ask now is how much does my yield end up getting reduced by if I go planting birch or willow or whatever in the middle of fields?
3: Yeah, well, I, I've actually found it increases and, and research w- would say that there's potential there for, for increasing uh, the grazing um, uh, season as well in, into the winter because the, the trees uh, increase porosity in the soil and allow you to uh, utilise that land OK, uh, you're, you're improving
1: your soil quality and there are reducing the inputs that you have to put onto it.
3: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's it. And um, um, yeah, I, I, I'm an organic farmer, so it, it kind of it really enforces uh, an organic uh, system, I, I, I feel.
1: And do you see in this scheme the possibility of others following you?
3: I do. I, I think the scheme itself is, uh, is really, really promising. I know it's still in, in, in the proposal stage, and um, uh, I think uh, the increased payments are fair and warranted. And, uh, um, uh, yeah, like to, to, to successfully establish an agroforestry system or a silver pasture system it, it, it takes a lot of management and investment, and um, um, it, it just needs to be... Uh, uh, nurtured along carefully, but uh, I so all, think all support,
1: welcome, and, and and any financial assistance obviously needed in making that transition. Clive, thank you very much. I want to move on finally to uh, Owen Dalton, who owns a temperate rainforest on the Beira Peninsula. This scheme, Owen, more support for native woodland than previously, but continued support for monoculture plantations. Do you think it gets the balance right?
4: I'm afraid I don't. Philip, um, it's very unfortunate um, to see that it overwhelmingly continues the focus on planting when I, I feel that we really need to shift towards natural regeneration of wild trees.
1: They do have a native uh, woodland scheme, a small-scale scheme, though, that uh, will allow for I would have thought, much greater flexibility on farms. Do you not welcome that?
4: yeah small things like that are there in this new initiative and they are to be welcome but we're talking something very marginal there uh in in the um the targets for the scheme uh those are envisioned to to make up only around 50 hectares whereas um Bruce will be 4,645 hectares for example.
1: There might be a reason for that though insofar as we, we, we need timber for construction in this country and timber is better than cement by a country mile, no?
4: Of course it is but I think what we need to remember uh, in, in, this, in, in Ireland somewhere around 90 percent of our uh quote unquote forests are uh composed of monoculture uh conifer plantations the european average is around three percent and i think that those that contrast is worth dwelling on for a moment there's absolutely no reason why we in in ireland need to be uh following such a different path uh towards in the direction of um, industrial plantations that are essentially dead zones for nature and that are also useless when it comes to the climate and are extremely damaging to local communities also.
1: All right. Listen, Owen, thank you very much. My thanks also to Clive Bright, Ned O'Brien and Marina Conway for that range of different views on the scheme. We'll watch the uptake on the scheme very closely, visit the, uh, the adopters here on Countrywide. But uh, right now, after this break, we're going back to school.